7.13, you're with SAFM 104 to 107. If that's the kind of song you'd like to hear played, your big fat juicy, now's the time to start sending them in either on WhatsApp, SMS, you can call us, and indeed you can even follow us on Twitter. Of course, it's Katrina and the Waves. And Walking on Sunshine, that's the choice of the JSB crew. So let's crack into our first story. So there's a local brand called Be Bear Life. And what do they do? They work very um, closely in the product and plastic-free sustainability beauty branding. How do they do it? How do they make it work? Well, Robert Blonsky is the co-founder. And uh, Robert, I'm assuming, given that you're in London, that you may not today be walking on sunshine quite yet. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, not not just yet. Hopefully soon, though. Um, is is quite early, but uh, very glad to be on your show. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it enormously. So what is Be Bear Life without uh, promoting the brand? But what is the product in terms of being a leading plastic-free brand? Yeah, so basically, um, as you've mentioned, we're a plastic-free brand. Um, our goal is to obviously reduce the plastic waste in cosmetics. Um, people might not be aware, but cosmetics is one of the biggest contributors to uh, single-use plastic in the world. Um, oh. If you just look, if you just walk into your local pharmacy or or any major retailer, and you actually look on the cosmetic shelves itself, you'll see it's littered in plastic. Um, and there's actually no reason for that. Um, you know, our, our main product range is shampoo and conditioner bars, um, and people might feel that, you know, it's quite a different thing to to apply shampoo and conditioner in a bar form onto your, onto your hair, but, um, you know, it works just as well as effectively, and obviously it means that if something's in a bar form, you, can't, you don't have to have the, the single-use plastic element to the product, um, which is a massive which is a massive thing. So, you know, our goal is to kind of take every every product out of your bath, you know, that is in your bathroom and, and take the plastic packaging out of that. So, um, so, so just, see, Robert, yeah. just for my clarity, so what you're saying is that instead of having your shampoo in a liquid form, you would have your yeah. shampoo in a, in a soap bar form, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Um, that's exactly what it is. Um, the, you know, the, this the trend is moving this way in cosmetics. Um, you know, we actually found this product overseas, and and we thought that was a really good idea. Nobody in South Africa was was doing it as of yet, or at least on a on a mass scale. Um, and we thought, well, it's quite a clever idea, and we we basically you know formulated the product ourselves in South Africa, and then kind of launched it you know as COVID hit. Um, but yeah, that that is the main the main thing. I mean, eight, up to eighty five percent of your shampoo or your conditioner is actually made of water, and often this water is also good clean drinking water, um, which is another whole aspect. You know that we that you're not shipping around good clean drinking water around the world. Um, you know, in plastic uh, packaging. So that's also yeah. another big. You know that we we are. Um, you know, our products are made without water, which is great. So, Robert, let's talk about, I mean, and I'm thinking specifically about a bar of soap, the issue of wastage. The challenge, of course, with a bar of soap is that you always get to that final end of the bar, that little yeah. slim thing, which gets little bits yeah. of hair on it or whatever, and you're always a bit like, and then you'd never know what to do with it. You can't really use yeah. it. It just looks a bit grimy. So how are you dealing with that? Because the advantage, of course, of having your liquid shampoo in a bottle is that you can literally use right to the end. How does one deal with that? Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, with our products, as long as you store them kind of um, in a in a dry place after use, you know, it works. I, I haven't really had that problem. And, and you know, when people do say that, uh, you know, that that might be a problem, I, I always say, well, what's the biggest, bigger problem? You mm. you being left <laughs> with a small piece of soap at the end of its use or you throwing away a... A plastic container into into landfill which often doesn't get recycled anyway but, you know yeah. people often aren't aware that only nine percent of all plastic that's ever been made has actually ever has entered into recycling so really is it what that is low? the biggest yeah it's that low and also you know often um often the machines in, especially in south africa in the, in the recycling industry they aren't capable of recycling a lot of the plastic that comes in yeah so it, it's you know the the bigger issue is you know you can't use maybe two or three percent of the product as well as you could at the beginning of its life cycle yeah. at the end but you're not throwing away a plastic container into landfill which is the bigger issue so robert i mean obviously what you're looking at is you're looking at changing the way the market thinks about packaging um sure it, whether it's a soap bar or a liquid or whatever the case how it is packaged is and how your market then takes it and how you take it to market is the absolutely critical thing that must be yeah. quite challenging because it's about getting people to change the way they think about their product yeah it, it is it, it has been actually one of our biggest challenges and it's one of the most expensive challenges is trying to educate the consumer to change um you know, when we formulated the product range, we were very careful. You know, it took us 18 months to develop this product just because many of the cosmetic formulators in the country hadn't actually developed such a product. Therefore, they didn't have the product knowledge to develop it. And so we kind of had to play around. But our main our main thing from the beginning was always that we had to make a product that was as effective as a liquid shampoo. Otherwise, people wouldn't make the change or they yeah. might make, they might make the swap initially, say they might find it on the shelf and say oh that's quite a that's quite an interesting product let me test it but if they if in that initial test phase or the first time they've tried the product if it's not going to work for them they're going to revert back to the liquid shampoo or conditioner and obviously that doesn't then solve the problem you know there's there's no point a consumer going in and buying the product once and saying oh i've done my thing for the environment but it doesn't work they're going to the consumer at the end of the day wants to buy a product first and foremost based on its efficacy and and with the benefits of it being environmental, environmentally friendly, there are people who choose products first on the environmental aspect, and and the efficacy comes second. But the majority of consumers um, will first make sure that the product is effective. So we spend a lot of time on the development of the product, um, and you can you know just looking on our views and all of our, the you know stores that we stopped mm. and and the website, it's. You can see that our product is very effective, yeah. Robert, we have to go to a break, but I've got a quick question for you afterwards, um, which comes from someone called Saskia. Saskia Wisterfeld saying, what about the ingredients of the bar of shampoo? Most shampoos have something called propylene, propylene, I'm not sure how you say that, glycol. (laughs) Perhaps you can... um, I'm afraid I'm not a a pharmacist, so (laughs) maybe when we come back from the break, you can answer that. Michelle Constant on SAFM.
We're looking at our environment feature and talking to Robert Blonsky, who is a Be Bear Life co-founder. What do they do? They take your shampoo and rather than having it in a plastic bottle, the shampoo comes in a soap bar form. And then uh, you have less plastic waste with regards to the packaging. One of the questions that one of our members has asked is, what about the bar ingredients as most shampoos have propylen, propylen, glycol? Tell us a little bit about that, Robert. Yeah, all of our ingredients um, are naturally derived. They're free of all sulfates, parabens, petroleum derivatives, phylates, and synthetic fragrance. We only use essential oil, um, essential oils to fragrance the product. Um, so yeah, all the ingredients are, you know, they are the the best ingredients out there. We don't use any nasty kind of ingredients that you might find in in some of your other shampoo and conditioners. And that was a big thing for us that you know a lot of the consumers that are. Um, environmentally conscious they yeah. were also making sure that they're looking for a product that has the right ingredients in them so you know our bars uh, do have those right ingredients um yeah which we're proud of okay i've got a bit of a funny question for you so when you think of a soap bar versus shampoo shampoo bubbles i mean obviously yeah. with um water do the soap bars bubble as much yeah so um the shampoo bar does lather very well just like a normal sh- uh, liquid shampoo would Amazing. um and um, obviously, yeah, our conditioner um, doesn't lather as it conditioners wouldn't, but our shampoos definitely do. Um, and it's it's always quite interesting when a, you know someone tries our product from the for the first time. They're quite um, astounded by how much it does actually lather, and it's 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 basically just exactly what you would get out of uh, you know an experience with an, a normal liquid shampoo. It is obviously a little bit different in the beginning because you you are rubbing the bar of um, shampoo onto your onto your scalp or onto your hair, um, so that is a bit different. But that that the actual you know the, the whole lathering and foaming and and end results is is just as normal as a as normal liquid uh, shampoo would be. Okay, so Benjamin Jack Magongo, who's an environmentalist, says, "Morning, DJ Michael. What size is the new product, and what other flavors or taste not tastes and um, flavors does it come in?" Um, so it's a hundred gram bar. Um, the shampoo, I'd say, you can get. You know, it would last probably two months of of normal washing. It's always it's always hard to to say how long it would last, depending on how often you use it and your length of hair, etc. And our conditioner bar lasts probably you know double that four months. Um, so it is a really good size bar. We have four different shampoos and three different conditioners. Um, this is to suit um, all kind of different hair types. Um, and then we also have, you know, we have body wash bars, we have lotion bars. We also have a minis range where you can take the minis with you on, say, a weekend away or for oh, travel purposes. Yeah. It's much easier. So you talked about that. people who would be testing it for the first time. Jen in Cape Town wants to know where can she get the product she's dying to try it. Um, we're available um, in Woolworths in a number of Woolworths stores across the country. We are on um, big uh, online stores such as Superbulous, Faithful to Nature, uh, Take a Lot. Um, we also in a number of food lovers markets. So you, there's a lot of brick and mortar stores as well as online stores and also our own online store um, we deliver direct to consumer. Is this a product that you're going to take to market globally? Uh, we own a number of countries already. We've uh, we in Canada, um, we're in the UK, but um, and yeah, we're also in some of Asia. So yeah, we have already um, expanded into other markets. It is a bit more competitive mm. there, uh, just because you know, especially in Europe, uh, the trend 
is usually ahead of South Africa. So, you know, we have found quite a bit of competition globally in terms of just similar brands coming out with similar kind of concepts, I would say. But yeah, so South Africa isn't our only market, but we really would like to push South Africa as our market, well, as our main market, um, also because we are we do manufacture locally in our in our facility in Cape Town, so um, we do put a big emphasis on you know local production. So, last question from Pumla saying, what is the difference in cost? Um, you know, across our retailers, we uh, the, the retail price point is at around a, um, you know between. 100 to 110 rand um and because of the you know the, the bars do last really long if you get in roughly three to four months out of the product you know it really is an affordable option um and it should last up to two to three times longer than a 350 ml shampoo or liquid conditioner so you're getting almost three times the value for the, for the money Okay, that sounds good. Robert Blonsky, who is the Bear Life, Be Bear Life (laughs) co-founder. Hey, Benjamin, Jack Mogongo, Jess, uh, Jen as well. I'm going to challenge you as part of our SAFM JSB Consumer Club. Go test it out. Let us know what you think of it. Wash your hair with it and then send us a message here on the show. We'd love to hear from you.